Welcome back to episode 158 of the Draft FC podcast. Welcome back to the Draft FC podcast, the podcast and website dedicated to all things official Draft FPL. My name is Mitch and I'm your host for another game week preview going over waiver options, hidden gems and general Premier League chat ahead of game week 23. Now, game week 22 is yet to conclude. We still have a couple of fixtures later this evening. I'm recording this on Thursday, the 1st of February. It's also transfer deadline day. It doesn't really feel like it. Usually for content creation, that's one of the biggest faux pas is to go and record a podcast or or write a blog on, on this day. But as it stands and from the looks of things, it doesn't look as though the Premier League landscape is going to look very different when we wake up tomorrow morning. The deadline is midnight tonight. There are very little rumours flying around so I doubt we're going to be in for any particular surprises not not least any surprises that are going to be much for us to think about for our draft leagues so yeah one just to keep half an eye on but not expecting there to be any major movements there now as we're heading into a very tight turnaround before game 23 the wave deadline is just less than 24 hours away now I'm going to try and keep this episode as trim as possible. So as I just said, I'm recording this episode on Thursday, the 1st of February. So any team news, injury developments or press conference information are up to date as of now and subject to change. Some of the players I'll be discussing in this episode include Timo Werner, Brayton Diaz again, Adebayo, plus many more. So let's get straight into it. So let's kick things off with a little look at the fixtures and the place I want to start because it's now very much on the horizon is our first double game week of the season which is now going to be in game week 25 because we have the rescheduled match between Manchester City and Brentford going in there. That game was meant to be played just before Christmas. City were obviously busy with the Club World Cup so that's now going to be slotted into game week 25. Now for Brentford that means a double of Liverpool at home and City away which isn't the most appealing and even before that they've got Manchester City at home this week plus a trip to Molyneux in between so aside from Ivan Tony, maybe not a great month for Brentford players and I'll be looking to offload particularly their defenders any other mids you might have come by yeah I'll definitely look to get rid of them it's a pretty torrid fixture spell for Brentford right through to the end of March and then things look a lot better for them in in April and May City, on the other hand, have a lovely February lineup. They're away at Brentford this weekend, as I just mentioned. Everton at home, and their double is two home games against Chelsea and Brentford. They then finish off that month with a trip down to the South Coast in Bournemouth for game week 26. Now, naturally, Manchester City assets aren't going to be lying around. And for eight team leagues, the only considerable players currently hanging around. So I'm even I'm setting the bar very high here. So these are players with less than 90% ownership. Graylish on 82%, Vardio on 73%, Stone 71%, Rodri 62% and Doku much lower on 41%. His ownership fell off an absolute cliff edge in game week 14 when he got injured and hasn't quite recuperated to what it was yet. For 10 team leagues, it's pretty much those names again, but with much higher ownership still. So interestingly, Stones is well down with 58% and Rodri's ownership, which surged massively after his haul in game week one, has remained very strong, currently sits at about 93%, which is no surprise really when he scored as many goals as Foden and has as many assists as Bernardo Silva. So he's been a very reliable pickup this year. The City defence in general though has to be 
one of the most frustrating owners this season. In the last 11 game weeks, which includes fixtures against Burnley, Sheffield United, Palace, Luton and Bournemouth, they have just one clean sheet to show for it. And that was against Sheffield United a couple of weeks ago. So whether you want to go in on that area is up to you, but they still remain very strongly owned. In terms of the fixtures for this week, the ones I like the look of are Villa away to Sheffield United, Spurs away to Everton and Bournemouth at home to Forest. So there should be some uh, some players to pick out of the waiver pool there. Now I'm just going to insert a little added section here because we saw a lot of players return this game week who have been out for a while for various, mainly injury reasons to be honest. We've still got a lot of players away at AFCON who are due to return as well. But yeah, a lot of players we've been predicting their imminent comeback who have now finally made appearances again in the Premier League. The big one obviously was Erling Haaland, came off the bench, last seen way back in game week 15. There's not really much to say there. Anyone that had Haaland would obviously have been holding on to him. We saw Andy Robertson again. He got 20 minutes off the bench last night. We haven't seen him since game week eight. Odson Eduard for Palace came off the bench. Again, we haven't seen him since game week 16. Lesser known one, but still for, for Burnley, an important one. Zorori got some minutes off the bench. Haven't seen him since game week 13. Obviously, just mentioned in that City chat, John Stones returned for a full 90. His first full 90 since game week 15. That's only the third time this season that he's managed a full 90 minutes in the Premier League. Another one and a name I'll be mentioning in a minute again is Taiwo Awanii. He was a half-time substitute. His first Premier League minutes since way back in game week 12. Jacob Murphy, he got a full 90 for Newcastle. It's the first time we've seen him since game week 11. His attacking returns per 90 stats currently sitting at a very impressive goal or assist every 42 minutes. So he's one who will be very much back on the radar now. And the final one is James Madison. Now, we did see him come on for a bit in the FA Cup on Friday against City, but that was his first Premier League start now since the infamous Spurs collapse against Chelsea in game week 11. Let's get into the main picks and hidden gems. So starting with Jason Steele, because it's always good to get a keeper in the chat if we can do. Now, I mentioned him on last week's pod because I was trying to work out whether or not we were going to see a bit more consistency now in the goalkeeping situation at Brighton. We'd seen Verbruggen start three in a row, not very successfully, and we'd then see Steele start three in a row with a couple of clean sheets in there. So I was predicting that we could now see a bit of a turning point with him keeping the spot, which he did. So it's the first time any keeper has started four games in a row for Brighton this year. But that has now come with a 4-0 drubbing away at Luton. Very flappy for the first goal, caught out in no man's land for the second goal. Third goal, I mean, he was beaten at the near post, which I don't see as, as an automatic sin like some people do, but not much he could do about the fourth goal. So a very shaky performance there. His ownership did surge. He was up on the, the most wavered in list this week. So a concern for those managers because now that would be completely up in the air and I would not be surprised if we see Verbruggen back in for their next game. Into midfield, Michael Elise. Now his ownership in 10 team league is 78%, which is high. But there will be a few Michael Elise's hanging around with a pass out there. Now, unless I misheard something or the injury or the injury news was a sort of intentionally cryptic in the last week or two, I was worried that he could be missing for quite a few weeks now. But he looked absolutely fine on Wednesday. Very good performance. Showed just how important he and Eze are to Palace's fortunes. Now have five goals and three assists in his last six Premier League appearances, which is elite form, and he should be valued accordingly. I did tweet the draft FC rankings today. And part of that really was just making sure that I was showing that value in Elise and nudging him up the list. 
Then in attack, Timo Werner, second start, second assist, and a much better performance uh, overall, particularly in the second half. Really used all of his attributes for the assist for Brennan Johnson's goal. And yeah, I think, I know we've obviously got the imminent return of, of Song coming, but as I said on last week's pod, I still think he is he's the fourth man there and will get plenty of minutes. Brennan Johnson looked far more comfortable coming off the bench yesterday without that pressure of, of starting the game. And so, yeah, I really see him continuing to be more of an impact sub, which is what he was meant to be this season. And so, yeah, I'd still hold pretty decent value in, in Timo Werner. I think he's going to get plenty of opportunities. And now Spurs are out of the cup. It really is just the Premier League games to, uh, to plan for. Kuliseski looked much better stepping into midfield again in a sort of number 10 role, which does slightly improve the chances for Brendan Johnson. But even still, I prefer Werner to, uh, to Brendan Johnson at the moment. And then another attacking situation is at Forest. So we've got Wood and Awanee now basically fighting for one starting spot. In 10-team leagues, Woods' ownership has shot right up to 87%. Arani a bit lower in 65%. And a very interesting contest to play out over the coming weeks. Wood has been one of the surprise packages of the season so far. I've mentioned him a number of times. But Arani's quality is really hard to argue with. And it wasn't long ago he was being mentioned in rumours of a move to top European team, you know, Champions League team even. So first half of football back from injury, already back with a goal fifth of the season for Awani, so his goal involvement is just slightly under one per 90. Despite that, Wood has still scored five in his last five games, and that is difficult to ignore. The problem is they have very similar profiles, very similar attributes in the way you'd set a team up structurally, but Awani just has the edge in that he's able to offer more of a threat on the run in behind as well, which Wood, although he's shown glimpses of it, I didn't think he had this season, is nowhere near on the scale that Awani can. I've been a big fan of Wood's efforts in recent months, but I do fear that his place could now be back as more of an impact sub in the long run. Into hidden gems. These are guys with generally less than 10% ownership, starting with Bradley for Liverpool. His ownership just 5% in 10-team leagues. That ownership actually dipped slightly ahead of these waivers with the anticipation of Alexander-Arnold's return. But what a performance, as he currently leads the way this game with 21 points, which I think he will still be on top of after tonight's fixtures. I guess the question is, is there a world in which Bradley carries on where he is and Alexander-Arnold is still able to get into the team as more of an out-and-out midfielder? I think there are definitely legs to that, but we'll have to wait and see, really. I think it's difficult because Bradley still has only featured in two Premier League games in his life. It's been great that he hit the ground running, but I still think there's no need for them really to, to carry on pushing it. They can, they can use him a lot more as a, as a substitute now, as, as a, a viable backup to Alexander-Arnold. There'll be lots of people jumping on the Bradley train this week, given how big his score was. It's, it's an obvious knee-jerk. I would still be reluctant. I think the likelihood is the next game, Alexander-Arnold is in his conventional right-back spot with Robertson on, on the opposite flank, and we continue to then see Bradley in the cup games and as a sub-option. Another defender just to mention, and with Liverpool linked to, is Nico Williams for Forest. I don't think this will come into come to much. He's more just spun to go on the watch list. But in the game against Arsenal the other night, he was basically deployed as an out-and-out right-sided midfielder. So if that continued, obviously he's listed as a defender. That could provide some very nice value there. The only issue is, I think that was more likely needs must than an actual you know, viable option going forward. 
we've got a Langer back now. Hudson Odoi is is back from injury. Gibbs White is fine. They're all fit. So I would be surprised if we see it again. But if we did see it in the next game, then that's obviously something that Nuno's considering going forward with. And as I said, he would then be an out of position defender, which is always nice. Into midfield and Breton Diaz is the other newbie that we mentioned on the last pod. His ownership, particularly in eight-team leagues, really didn't take off at all this week. Just 3%. Now two goals and two appearances. Will continue to play and I fully expect his ownership to, to go up with tomorrow's waiver deadline. Some hidden gem strikers now. Let's start with the obvious one, which is Adebayo for Luton. His ownership is just 10% in eight-team leagues. In 10-team leagues, though, that is 64%. So that shows you where he's rated in those larger leagues and how the value really does change going from a strike pool of 24 in an eight-team league to 30 in a 10-team league. There are lots of players that kind of drift in and out of that bracket in between. He's one of them. Very interesting ownership curve, actually, for Adebayo. My post on some of the social media later. After his two goals in gaming 15 and 16, his ownership shot up massively and has pretty much remained strong since then. A Premier League hat-trick he now has, and nobody can take that away from him. Watching his performance really was a reminder to me that players shouldn't be judged off of isolated performances. I obviously try and watch as much football as I can doing what I do with the podcast, but I'll admit I've probably seen far less of Luton than I'd like to compared to other clubs this year. And so my opinion on Adebayo comes from really a couple of shaky performances that I saw back in September time. So I mean, judging by his minutes that then he got between game weeks 9 and 14, the assessment that I did have may have had some merit because he was very much out of the team, but he's certainly settled into the team now and it's, he's finally managing to use his physical presence to its fullest potential. And another one who I fully expect the ownership to rocket this week. The other one to mention, not with as much figure as Adebayo, is Amdouni for Burnley, who again has been a very reliable Minutes man at Burnley, just 7% ownership in 18 leagues. Again, far higher in 10 team leagues at 62%. So I'm putting him in that similar value bracket to Adebayo, maybe just behind, but another one definitely to consider. The most hidden gem pick this week. Now, last week's most hidden gem pick was Ben Johnson for West Ham. So still hasn't played yet. So I've got no idea how to judge that pick at the moment. We'll obviously be keeping an eye on him later today. The one for this week, I found it quite difficult to choose this week. So I'm going for a returning face, a player who I continue to have a bit of a soft spot for. Scored on Wednesday night, and that is James McAtee for Sheffield United. Two goals in his last three games and an attack really that's starting to finally show some potency with the addition of Brett and Diaz. They've managed to score two goals in three of their last four games now, which is something they've only managed to do, I think, two or three times all season. The problem for Sheffield United obviously is at the other end because they're also averaging, I think, two and a half goals against each game. So that maths obviously doesn't stack up to winning or even drawing many games. So that's you know why they're almost certainly going to get relegated. But I think we can at least take some heart in the fact that they are starting to score goals. So the likes of Brenton, Diaz, McAtee, McBurney, whoever else gets a run in the team is someone worth considering if the fixtures look all right, particularly in larger draft leagues. So that is it for this episode. As I said, trying to keep it nice and trim because we don't have long to go now before the Game Week 23 waiver deadline, which will be tomorrow, Friday, the 2nd of February, 
at 11am ahead of the Saturday lunchtime kickoff between Everton and Spurs. It's just a normal game week this week. So games across Saturday, Sunday and then the Monday night match uh, and then a normal week long gap before the games kick off for game 24 next weekend. So that's nice and we can get back to normal cycle of prep and content creation for you. So if you are watching this for the first time, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and give this video a thumbs up. If you prefer to consume your content on YouTube, I'm going to try and get as many of the pods out in video format too. Equally, if you're listening to this and that's not making much sense to you, then you can probably infer from that that this is also now going to be recorded in video format. So you can head over there if you prefer to consume them that way. If you do like to listen though, the pods will remain exactly as they always have been. And if this is one of your first times coming over to the podcast, make sure you subscribe on whichever platform you're listening to so that you don't miss out on any future episodes as they drop. Of course, all of these stats that I mention in the podcast are exclusively available on draftfc.co.uk. If you've never signed up before, then head over there and use the code draftfcpod and you'll be able to get a one month free trial to have a look at everything that we've got going on there. That gives you access to the squad planner, which has all of the the, uh, waiver change percentages, free agent change percents, rostered, You can see those for your league. You get your global rank, which shows you how your league is performing globally against other like-sized leagues. You have the fixture table. You have the live game week stuff. You've got our draft rankings, so much on there. So if you've never gone and had a a look, then please do so and take advantage of that one-month free trial. Otherwise, best of luck ahead of Game Week 23. If you're listening to this, There is almost certainly going to be just a matter of hours before that deadline. So just go and pencil in any moves that you need to make now. And until next time, as always, stay shook.